Welcome to ICUP with we. In the name of science, discovery, knowledge, and understanding, this is our ongoing examination of the insane clown posse. I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric. And today we're reviewing 2021's Yum Yum's Lure. Yum 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 Yum. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever, by the way, I'm Aaron. Welcome to ICP with we. Welcome back if you've been here before. Welcome for the first time. If this is your first time, I hope you enjoyed this. For the first time ever, I have recorded two episodes of ICP with we in between watching episodes of The Bad Batch, the new Star Wars show. What an achievement. What an achievement. And we'll get to him in a second. Usually, I watch the episode Friday. We record on Sunday. Watch the episode Friday. Record on Sunday. And by the way, I would I, I don't know if if my co-host with the Comos, and I'll get to him in a second. I don't know if he will he has started Bad Batch or has watched any of it at all. But I do know that I'd love to hear his thoughts if he did. Uh, we'll get to that in one second. One 1,000. Eric. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. And honestly, I don't have many thoughts to share on the Bad Batch, but we could have a whole show about bad bitches if you want. Hey, I love bad batches. That's my fucking problem. <laughs> that is your fucking problem. Uh, I want to make a shirt that says I love bad batches and that's my fucking problem with a photo of the Bad Batch on it. Can I be on? Okay, so you've watched it then, right? No, I I haven't watched oh, okay. any of... Okay. I didn't watch Clone Wars. I didn't watch Rebels. I haven't watched Bad Batch. Literally 11 minutes and two technical issues later. This is not a Star Wars podcast, so we will stop talking about Star Wars immediately. Guess what, though? Chicken butt. No. Today is the day. We're caught up. We're officially Guys, caught up. We're caught up. Can you believe that? Yes. Can I be honest? I can't. I've pinched myself four times thinking I was dreaming. Wow. I pinch myself pretty much constantly just because I like it. Ah, okay. That's hot. Um, Yeah. Yeah, guys, we're caught up to present. Now I can officially say, and and this actually kind of like on my last listen through, which I did right beforehand, I did a third listen to right beforehand on that listen through, it kind of sunk in more or less. I have heard everything ICP has put out. Now, I know I have. There's a lot that I, I probably have not heard. Obviously, we didn't cover uh, stuff that we weren't able to procure on right. streaming services or YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. Plus, you know, collaborations with other artists that were not sure. directly credited ICP. But that's because... Uh, I'm not a uh, sucker and, and didn't let my co-host talk me into doing the greater psychopathic releases. Right. Shmeave. Yeah. What, um, a, what a dunce. <laughs> what a dunce. But yeah. Dunce cap. Uh, Shmeave. Make it happen. Um, but uh, yeah. No. I. Uh, it dawned on me today that I've listened to more ICP than I would say 
the majority of America, the majority of the world. Oh, you're a one percenter. I I would say that I am a one percenter. If we're counting like tribes in in Brazil and stuff that have not listened to music, I would say I'm the one percenter. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're the one percenter in general population of the planet you've probably listened to more icp than 99 percent of the population i would think would not surprise me at all yeah i mean yeah. think about it uh 15 months ago you had heard one icp song now you've heard uh, hundreds we and you know what you know what i have to say to that motherfucking shit goddamn asshole there you go let them roll uh guys we have one more release to talk about before we are officially caught up to current and we're doing that motherfucking right now yum yum's lore it was released in 2021 but eric's got a bunch of information on it because this bad boy was weird bad girl eric oh true yeah i don't know i don't know if i like saying bad girl (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Live fast, die young. Bad girls do it well. That's what I think. This this dirty little girl. Uh, <laughs> this filthy little girl is uh, a weird one. So, yeah. Eric, please give us information about our naughty little girl. Okay, okay. Well, we're gonna. I I don't think there's any way to separate Yum Yum's lure from whatever Yum Yum Bedlam was going to be. That it's. The plan didn't go the way it was supposed to. So on October 6th, 2020, in a three-hour seminar for Patreon subscribers, ICP announced that the fifth Joker's card would be released on Christmas of that year, December 25th, 2020. Now, Fago lovers, if you don't, you know, for listeners, if you haven't checked out that site, please go look at it. It's uh, F-A-Y-G-O-L-U-V-E-R-S. Check out that site. It's awesome. Here are the notes that they took during that call. So the name of the album releasing on Christmas would be Yum Yum Bedlam, but the name of the Joker's card itself is Yum Yum Flower. So this is the first female Joker's card, and she represents loyalty. Now, this album was going to release on Christmas and then be followed by the release of three mini albums that would each contain six to seven songs, uh... Mini albums known to most of the world as EPs, I think. The first one. Yeah. yeah. Good job on the rebrand, ICP. Right. It's spreading like wildfire. Yeah. Everybody is going to start calling EPs mini albums. But uh, (laughs) the first one was going to release on April 2nd, 2021. The second one was going to come out on July 30th, 2021, and maybe still will if they hurry up and get that first one out. First, they have to get Yum Yum's Yum Yum Bedlam out, I guess, but they, it's not going to happen. And then the third one was supposed to release on October 29th, 2021. Then all three mini albums would be combined into a full album called The Seeds of Yum Yum that would contain three new tracks. And it was going to release on November 19th, 2021. And also each of those mini albums would contain one song that wasn't contained on the combined album. So, uh, fuck you. You need to buy everything. Hey, listener, are you confused yet? Because I am. Uh, (laughs) Why? I read all this and made sense of it, and I sighed so hard. I'm like, what happened to the days when they could just drop a fucking album and let it be the album? (laughs) What happened to those days? This one is probably the most 
confusing and convoluted one of all of them. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. we've seen our fair share of confusing and convoluted. The second, this the second deck is all like super confusing. But the first single from Yum Yum Bedlam called Ding Ding Doll was released a week after that announcement on October 12th, 2020. Now, from that point, nothing went to plan. On December 7th, 2020, 18 days before the announced release of Yum Yum Bedlam, Jump Steady announced during a stream that the album was going to be delayed until March 5th, 2021. But there was still going to be a new EP dropping on Christmas Day called Yum Yum's Lure. Physical copies were limited to 5,000, and the only way to get one was to subscribe to ICP's Patreon. Now, that was supposed to be on christmas day right well the next day on december 26th during an escape room stream with ouija mac icp announced that yum yum's lure was going to be delayed a few more weeks due to personnel issues they announced the day after it was supposed to come out that it was going to be delayed right. so i yeah. bet all those people that uh subscribe to their patreon especially for December, uh, were very happy about it. Yeah, I'm sure they were stoked. Now, I read some speculation that this delay was related to Straight Jacket's announcement that he had left Psychopathic just a few days earlier. If you don't know, Straight Jacket was Psychopathic's mm -hmm. in-house producer for the last couple of years. So, uh, to be honest, unless things had been going wrong for a long time and he had left way before that, I think it's kind of hard to believe that he left the the label a week before and they were like fuck we can't put out this album now i don't know right seems a little late in the game to affect the release of an album but uh, who knows maybe they were like fuck this guy we don't want any of his beats kind of like uh what was it uh fuck the fuck off motherfucker that young wicked had produced and then they went back and re-recorded everything because they didn't want young wicked's beats yeah 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 I don't know if any of that's true. I think that was right. Man. That's speculation on this one. Oh, don't worry. Our uh, our computer lady will let you know if it's true or not. She she will. I literally have no idea. And so will our listeners. Oh yeah, they also will. Yeah. Does she have a name? The computer lady. Hmm. Uh, she's she shows up. She's always there. But I I don't know who she is. Yeah, I don't know if uh, lady. If you have a name, will you tell us your name right now? Chuck. My name is Chuck. Oh. oh my god, that's beautiful. Wow, I had no idea. That is wonderful. Can you believe it was Chuck? How cool is that name? Very cool. Very cool. That's uh what I, you know, I always said if I ever adopt a child and they don't like their name, I'm going to change it to that. I've always thought that. And you know what? You look like a Chuck. So it it fits. You can't see me, bitch. Oh, I've never seen. Or I it. guess sound. I guess sound. Yeah, yeah, sound like a. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I'd say that sounds right. Sometimes you hear a voice and you just go, "That sounds like a Chuck." Exactly. Yeah. Why has it taken you almost sixty episodes to ask? All right. Well, what uh, else do we need to know about this. Here, here's what else you need to know. So that was December 26th. They announced that this thing's delayed a few weeks, right? So yes. On February 10th, 2021, ICP announces Yum Yum's Lure will release on all digital platforms on February 17th, 2021, which is Juggalo Day. And it actually happened. Uh, it even sounds like some of the patrons actually received their physical copies a day or two early ahead of the digital release. So I'm not sure if I'm like, oh, good. I'm kind of like, it's just, yeah, this is delay after delay. Uh, most of the copies that people got were signed and hand-numbered, but it sounds like leftover unsigned copies were sold off during the Psychopathic Warehouse sale. 
So there you go. On this album, production credits go to One Man Crew, who is somebody new, Devereaux, Shaggy the Airhead, which I assume is Shaggy, and Mike E. Clark. Yeah, uh, now let's, let's talk about, since we're well past the date, Yum Yum's Lure comes out on February 17th, right? And Yum Yum Bedlam was supposed to come out on March 5th. Well, on March 3rd, 2021, two days ahead of the announced release for the full Yum Yum Bedlam album, ICP made the following statement. Juggalos, please be advised that the fifth Joker's card of the second deck, Yum Yum Bedlam, will be dropping at a later date than March 5th. However, very soon, we will be digitally dropping three dope new tracks from ICP. This is brand new flavor you won't find anywhere else. The song titles are Mighty Moat, The Ceremony, and Live Dead Forever. These tracks are being released as a thank you for your patience and for continuing to run with the hatchet. Whoop whoop. Now, Aaron... Those songs might sound familiar to you and to anybody that listened to our last episode, because those are the three songs that they added to the You Produce House Party Peep show that had shipped to patrons just three weeks earlier. God, this is making my brain melt. Let's track back here. Yes. When we started this podcast, I thought, okay, we'll have an album, then an EP, then an album, then an EP. Then yeah. a couple EPs, then a couple albums, then an album, then an EP. Did I think that we would be go- going? We would be going on a fucking rat race to go. Okay, well, we listened to this one. Uh, like they released this album, but they also released another version that had a couple more songs on it. So it's over <laughs> here, and and then if you put it all together, it comes with a, another fucking song that's fucking over here. Here's a hour-long track uh here's your (laughs) chunked covered smotherds you know what i mean like i just i did not think that we would be caught up in such a web yeah no i to be honest i kind of thought the same and especially there was at one point early in the second deck where they were like hey we're bringing back the concept of sideshow eps and i was like fuck yeah cool and that lasted for an album yeah 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 one album yeah (laughs) Uh, they um, are the masters of convoluted album releases. Oh, for sure. And, and let me tell as far as all the, uh, and a large part of this convolution is things not getting released on time. Oh God. They're the masters Dates of that being too. Set. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Dates being set and then constantly being missed. And let me tell you every single missed date that you just stated for this album in particular would have been 100% totally forgiven if this happened one year sooner right, than it did. Right. If it had happened at the beginning of 2020 and they're like, look, everything's fucked up. We can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but October 6, 2020, guys, we're well into quarantine. Yeah. We know what's you should going on. Know what's, we should know what's going on. Yeah. Why are you Why are you announcing release dates uh, of things that you're not going to be able to hit? And I understand losing Straight Jacket was probably a kick to the absolute nuts. Right. But still. But in October, they released not one, but five release dates they announced. They announced the Yum Yum Bedlam release date, and then three EPs, and then the combined EP. Like, that's a lot of release dates to hit. Don't say those dates if you're not going to do it. Especially in uncertain times, like in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's I, just, it's, it's, you know what? I, I credit you for the ambition ICP, but 
Say you bit off more than you can chew, and it seems like you are consistently biting off more than you can chew with these release dates and not learning to stop taking huge bites. Yeah. I mean, um, maybe some of it is they're trying to adapt to what music is like these days, because I think yeah. anymore, sure, somebody might release an album now and then, but they're going to drop a song, two songs, four songs here and there whenever they're done. This might have been their plan to go, hey, we're just going to keep a steady stream of music coming out. But I, you know, and also they're like, we have to, you know, we have to pander to the collectors because we know we got so many collectors that are part of, you know, this fan base and we have to have stuff for them to sell. Like, but to me, at one point I was like, they're psychopathic is putting out too much stuff. I can't keep up right now. I'd be like, what the fuck? Really? But also kind of stoked. Like, oh, that's a lot of new stuff. You know, and, and, and the culture of, of releasing music these days, you're right, has changed more to less focus on big release albums and more focus on dropping two to three songs yeah. at multiple points during the year. Yeah, drop them when you got them is kind of what it is. Yeah. Drop them while they're hot. Right, exactly. Guys, with all that being said, yes, we had a lot of release dates that were missed, but they eventually hit one. And that is the entire reason we're actually talking about it right now, because we have to review it. Yeah. We're going to start our review of this work of art by looking at the artwork. Yeah. That's beautiful. That right there There is poetry. And God damn, do we have a lot of shit packed into this CD to look at? Um, So let's go ahead and get down to it guys. uh, This is, a sideshow EP, is it all black? Looks like a Joker's card cover to me. I mean, it look yeah, it, it very much so looks like a Joker's card cover, minus you know facial detail, right? Yeah, it's like uh, a it's silhouetted, outline. yeah, outline like a silhouette. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the outline, you know, sort of. You're right, silhouette. It's not, it's filled in, so it's not really an outline, but uh, silhouettes on the ceiling. I'm not much better, but at least I'm healing. You know, I haven't slept since you left, but for me, that's progress. For me, that's progress. Yeah. The silhouette of Yum Yum, who is a plant that has what looks to be uh, Venus fly traps for arms. Yes. Right. And it's a, I mean, honestly, this is super cool art. And I, I very, very much so hope that when Yum Yum Bedlam comes out, I, I, w- I would love to get this same exact thing, but more Joker's card. Uh, and by that, I mean, not a silhouette, the actual character. Oh, I think it will be like, it, this is yeah. a confusing cover to me because it's like, they forgot. They already revealed the cover of the next Joker's card. Like everybody has already seen what yum, yum bedlam or yum, yum flower or whatever she's called looks like. As a matter of fact, when you open up the CD, oh, actually, there's no yeah. less than three pictures of yum, yum in there. But on the yeah. cover, it's like uh, this metallic silhouette. And I'm like, if they hadn't revealed it, people would be looking at this going, oh, man, what's what is she going to what's the next Joker's card going to look like? What's it going to be? They don't normally do the EP prior to the Joker's card. They usually do a follow up yeah. EP after. So this is different. And I think if they had spun it that way, like, hey, here's an EP coming up. But it was really weird that I'm like, I'm not sure I understand this concept here. It's like they took. They took the intended Joker's card cover and just covered it with a metallic silhouette. Yeah, it seemed more of an afterthought than a hype up to what this is going to be. Yeah. yeah, I very much think they took the 
existing cover art because by the time this came out it was two months after they had planned to release this thing i think they took the existing cover art just took a a, a magnetic lasso tool went around it and then dropped a layer on and filled it with silver you know what i mean and that has been your weekly photoshop lesson from from uh your good co-host eric but that's what it looks like well, yeah, and then you look, one of the pamphlets, and I don't want to get too far ahead of the other pamphlets, but one of the pamphlets... By pamphlets, do you mean the ads in the CD booklet? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Carry on. It just says Yum Yum Bedlam coming soon with the character in full color. Yeah, yeah. full detail, full color, which, by the way, it, it actually looks pretty dope, but we'll get to that whenever, eventually, yeah. we'll get to reviewing this album. But I wouldn't be surprised if that right there could possibly be the Yum Yum Bedlam cover. I think the cover of Yum Yum's Lure is the cover of Yum Yum Bedlam. Just instead of that silhouette, it's that picture from inside, that full color image in place of the silhouette. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Outside of that, uh, we have a pamphlet for psychopathic merch. Yeah, this whole thing Um, is ads inside. It's all ads. Yeah, it's a pamphlet for their Patreon pamphlet for customclownclips.com which is just their cameo site right then you got the yum yum bedlam one then uh clown heads first clown head coming january 2021 we'll get to that more in a second we will yeah then uh the frothy whoop dub which i think we talked about previously uh, like a long time ago yeah uh which is it's their their, their alcoholic beverage yeah uh, as well as a very updated promotional photo of them with red photoshopped eyes and cracked skin yeah I, and, and this is actually i believe their twitter photo as well it is yeah. uh, if i remember correctly yeah then on the cd you get full detailed yum yum's lore yeah um yum yum with the hatchet man yum yum, yum yum yeah whichever the fuck they decide to call it that day also, I want to say this ICP logo right here, kind of fucking sick. The one that's got this sort of the like yum yum inspired ICP. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's like the tentacles coming out, the yeah. hatchet man. Honestly, I think that's a pretty sick logo. I would I would like to see them reuse that logo outside of this somewhere. I don't yeah, know. It's pretty good. I, w- I would wear that logo on a shirt. Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, then on the, uh, it looks like. Be- behind the CD, it's Yum behind Yum's face. Behind the CD is Yum Yum's face again. They're putting her everywhere, even though if if you if you would have known, and and I think that and ICP obviously I think has enough money to do so. If you would have known, hey, we're missing this fucking release date. The EP is coming out. We should take all detail of Yum Yum off of it, so it'll be more of a mystery. Yeah, or right. pull a flip the rat. Like, make yeah, Yum Yum's yeah, lure like those three little creatures popping up out the of the vase or something. Kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, then on the back, we have that same logo that I like with the track listing and then that photo I was I was talking about as well. Yeah, you know, to me, it's, it's kind of... It's a little cringy to see them selling themselves like this with everything inside that trying to get oh, you yeah. to spend money on their stuff. And at the same time... I always admire their hustle. Like, if this is what it takes to make a living in independent music these days, do what you need to do. During quarantine, how many people actually created their own website that's literally just Cameo, but for Juggalos or like for their own fan base? Yeah, what are other Nobody. artists did that? No, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of artists do Patreon. 
you know, now. But yeah, but uh, within a month, less than a month of lockdown starting, they had a they were on full it. on Patreon yeah. schedule. Like they're like, okay, we're gonna do CDs, we're gonna do coins. Like they had a plan. Yeah, they were they were on it. They were on it big time. And you you gotta admire their hustle. But I do under agree with you. This uh, packing this this hard. I mean, you can take a couple out. Take Yum Yum Bedlam out. Takes yeah. the psychopathic merch one out. People know where to get your fucking merch. Right. If the, if they have this CD, that means they're a Patreon subscriber. Uh, and if they're paying sixty six fifty for a monthly subscription, which is what is on this advertisement, I think they know where to find your fucking merch. Yeah, probably true. But at the same time, it's this is during quarantine. This is during a pandemic where so many artists lost so many ways to make money yeah they're not uh, out doing shows they're not out selling merch like they're not doing they're appearances not on the road. they're not right. fucking making money yeah right. so they found ways that they're doing that yeah uh, so and, I, I and that's him. that's great yeah. yeah i can't you can't hate them for that but i mean this is a real mess yeah. of a yeah booklet right so i think my final thoughts are very underwhelming really wish i mean i think there could have been a potential like you're you're right the three little characters that she has those could have been yum yum's lore and that you could have kept this exact same artwork but color in those three characters and the vase sure and everything else silhouetted sure my final thought is looking at the album cover it's kind of cool uh if you take away all that other context it's kind of a cool album cover yeah Uh, but it's not great when we get into the the first track, I'm gonna explain something that that ties into this album cover. Well, then I want to get to those tracks, baby. Yeah. Well, let's go track by track then, guys. We have eight tracks, but the last one has a hidden track. Let's start with track one, "Bewitching." What are your thoughts? So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put my theory about this album out there right at the beginning. Because this track big time supports my theory. Now, we looked at that, the the booklet and the album cover, and I said that I think that album cover is just the repurposed cover of the next Joker's card uh, with the black background, and they just filled Mm -hmm. in where Yum Yum Lure. All those ads that are in there, I think were probably at some point meant to advertise the EPs that were coming and stuff like that, that they had laid out the release plan for. So I think they slapped other things in to cover that up. My thought is that most of what's included on this EP was probably produced with the intention of being the full album Yum Yum Bedlam. And whether it was due to issues with producers, uh, an intentional change of creative direction or otherwise, I think they ditched these tracks to go in a different direction. It's kind of like what I, my, my feelings about when we listened to uh, the Marvelous Missing Link and we heard the Marvelous Missing Link outtakes and we were like, this sounds like a regular Joker's card. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they recorded all this and went in a different direction. Can I be honest with you? Yes, sir. After my second listen through, I thought I, I literally after my I sat I sat my phone down and I thought this was supposed to be part of Yum Yum Bedlam. Yeah, exactly. I, so I one hundred percent I understand. I had that same thought. Yeah. Continue. So I think this is all further evidenced by the fact that the CP was never part of their original plan, and the full album has now been delayed twice with no indication of when it might actually release. So. 
If they were that close to being done, what happened to all those tracks? Well, they're probably right here. This track right here, this intro, Bewitching, this is a full-on Joker's card intro that explains who and what yum, the Yum Yum Flower is. I mean, what else are you going to say when you intro Yum Yum Bedlam? You've already now told the entire story of what the Yum Yum Flower is. And also, I hate that this Joker's card is so confusing and the character is not the same name as the album, but... This track is fine. It's chill. It creates a vibe. It almost has a lullaby-type cadence and feel to it. Violent J does the intro like a carnival barker with his voice pitched all the way up, and I, I wish it was Legs Diamond. I'm not 100% sure from listening to this how or why the Yum Yum Flower re represents loyalty, unless, if you listen to the rest of the album, I started to pick up on things, unless the concept is that you need to be loyal to your, your friends and not abandon them for a woman, like the female Yum Yum that's beautiful but poisonous who will ultimately take you away from them. Again, I'm not sure, grasping at straws a bit, but I listened to this specific song like six times to get a feel for what was going on. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts now that I've rambled all that out. God, I hope that is, that is not the message. God, I hope that is not the message. I, I hope that they did not make an entire in 2021. I hope they did not make, you know what? In 2020, I hope they did not make an entire EP about a whole bros, bros before hose. Yeah. Yeah. If, if uh, God damn it. Yeah, no, I thought that. So I, I thought the same thing when I saw, I heard the carnival Barker, which is obviously a violent J man. I would love to hear a little leggy diamond on this mm -hmm. one, but this this read exactly like you said as a classic like Joker's card intro. I also think it's very dumb, and I wrote down that if her name is Yum Yum Flower, call it Yum Yum Flower. Why? I mean this 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 shit is confusing enough. You know what I mean? Right. And you know that sucks, but it's all good. I thought the beat was actually pretty good. I heavily enjoyed the beat, and you're gonna hear me say that a few more times on this album. I'll I'll let you know that right now. Because I think the music was was overall produced pretty well. I think that uh, the chorus on this song was god awful. The hook was funny to me because it's like and I kept waiting for it to go. Like I was like, what are you doing? ICP tweeted us. Was this actually the happy birthday song? <laughs> Let us know. Was it actually the happy birthday song? Yeah. Overall, I didn't hate this track. I thought it was okay. I thought it was interesting. It just makes me wonder if this is the intro to Yum Yum's Lure. Uh, what's the intro to Yum Yum Bedlam Flower? Bedlam Flower. Yeah, true. Yeah. What? And I think they're probably asking themselves the same fucking question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, let's move on to track number two that uh, I wondered where loyalty factored in. Well, this song and many of the other ones will tell you about it. This one is called Loyalty. Yeah, so my first note is that, so the first line is, um, and I'm going to try and say it in the cadence that it was in the song, if I recall correctly. It's integrity, integrity honor, dignity, dignity, and pride. With none of the above, how the fuck do you survive? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was the ca the cadence of it. And let me tell you, just I don't know how else to describe it, but the way it was delivered just felt like 
Oh, well, my name's Reppin' Aaron, and I'm here to say that yeah. I'm the best rapper of the USA. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, guys, you've been doing this for like over 30 years. <laughs> yeah. I This is an um, overall, and we'll talk about it at the end, but one of my biggest complaints is that the cadences on this are slow and uh, obvious yeah. throughout. It's sad because it's i don't i genuinely don't think it's out of laziness we just talked about how hard they we just yeah we just talked about how hard they hustled during quarantine i don't think this is out of laziness i just think that they're just it's growing up Uh, i think is this is what what they know you know this is what um yeah yo yeah and also this is what they know um so overall the beat on this one was cool as fuck i love the beat on it very chill the chorus was also pretty sick. Uh, I enjoyed the chorus. So this song is like its name is about loyalty, but it's a it's all, honestly for me at least the three times I've listened to it. Maybe maybe I should have given this a fourth or fifth listen. Kind of convoluted. It seems like the first half of like the first verse is like, hey, like loyalty and shit. This is all good. Blah blah blah. Then the last half was like, nah, fuck you, like, f- piece of shit, like, like kind of yelling at the listener, it seemed like, maybe. And, like, like saying that Yum Yum was, like, going to come for you. Yeah, something and like that. And it's like, yeah, you know, and it's it, it's almost like, okay, that shift was was gave me a little bit of whiplash. There's some great lines in here, though. Dirty whore ain't worth a penny more than what your word is, so which is worthless you or a big bucket of bird shit <laughs> yeah that's a great line uh, it was so I good thought was was pretty good i mean listen rhyming is and shit is less and shit uh, this is another i know that fucking nedden is murky and deep home to the loch ness monster nessie whole pussy messy where did that come from on a song about loyalty i tell you where it came from fucking left field uh, because this song, it seems like it shifts, and and that and that was lit. That 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 I gotta say that that line is late in the song. It's you know in the last verse of the song, Shaggy's verse. But I just don't. I didn't get the transition between you should be loyal, I'm loyal, to women ain't shit. You know what? I think that's a big theme in this song, and it further enforced my thought that maybe that was Yum Yum Flower, whatever she's called. The theme of the album is loyalty, but I also think that Yum Yum Bedlam represents temptation. Temptation to to stray away from the people you're loyal to, and you're just going to end up getting killed or something? I don't know. Uh, you know... I listened yeah. to this song, and my first note was, I can't help but wonder if Violent J has suffered some perceived betrayals in his life over the past few years, maybe from people he considered friends, possibly label mates, or maybe somebody he was in a romantic relationship with. Because yeah, Could he have possibly been betrayed? Right, because that he's got a lot to say about it. Also, everything he's describing in this song is, uh, is about a person that is dark and evil and not trustworthy. So what the hell is that random line about lurking in the aisles at Home Depot? Oh my god, yeah, that I didn't even like what was that? That might be such an inside reference to somebody specific, but I was like, 
Is that what evil people do? Do they lurk in the aisles at Home Depot? I guess. I don't want to be in a Home Depot any longer than I have to be. I mean, same. I try not to if I can avoid it. But there's also a line in his verse that says, It's bedlam and yum yum come for some dumb youngin. With this song being called Loyalty, which they said is the theme of yum yum bedlam, and with a line like that in the song, I think it further supports my thought that this is what was left of what would have become yum yum bedlam yeah i think it supports it as well yeah now when we get to shaggy's verse i don't know what the fuck he's talking about literally and figuratively the whole thing is about poison women and the whole first part of it is you know would you fuck a woman that had anthrax tits or whatever like it's like all weird stuff and i i also think that supports some of my thoughts about the concept of yum yum He's he's big time slut shaming somebody throughout this song and saying that they'll suck any dick to get what they need. But there's a very curious line in there to me that says you're sick on the mic stick, but you're wicked in the soul. Always suck in the right dick. So is he talking about a certain female artist that used to be on their label talking about you're sick on the mic, but you're sucking the right dick like I don't want to try and like make connections that aren't there, but it does seem a little familiar to me. Um, but I don't think you're the only one that's going to be making that connection. Probably, like it's probably. it's pretty, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think honestly with this song, if I turn my brain off and listen to it or do something else while I listen to it, I would, I would nod my head along. Yeah. It's a cool slow beat. It's fine. Like even the flows. And like I said, I kind of fucking like the chorus on this one. If I'm being honest, you know what? I I have a similar note. I'm not going to say that the hook is super catchy or memorable. However, Jay and Shaggy singing on it sounds pretty good. Sounded pretty good. Yeah. You know, and when, when have I ever liked the chorus over a fucking verse? But I mean, the second I start paying attention to the lyrics, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. What's happening? There's a lot to unpack. We don't need to unpack it. Let's just leave it in the suitcase because we're about to be traveling over to the next track. Yeah. Which is a song called Afraid of Life. Featuring Alien Ant Farm. Uh Uh-huh. So here's the thing. I really like Alien Ant Farm. I think Anthology and Truant. Yeah. Anthology and Truant are just packed front to back with super catchy, well-written pop punk, pop rock anthems. Even Up in the Attic, which was the album they released a bit later has some really great tracks now i tried to listen to their 2015 album but it was not for me anyway you know they got lumped in with all these new metal bands in the early 2000s i don't think they were a new metal band they didn't get a fair shake i did not expect alien ant farm to show up on an insane clown posse track so no, unexpected. I was surprised, especially in 2020. Right. I'm just going to say 2020 because obviously these were rec- recorded in right. 2020. Clearly recorded in 2020. Jodo judgment. Mike did clue me in, though. He said an Alien Ant Farm video came out last year and Jay and Shaggy are in it. So I went and watched it. Song's not too bad, but it's basically just them having all of, you know, the people they know from quarantine like send them clips of videos of them singing along with the song and sure enough jay and shaggy are in that video so there's guess they're friends yeah there's a friendship there but anyway yeah this is a really different sounding song for them and having alien ant farm on the track the guitar tones the singing on the hook pretty unmistakable alien ant farm i wouldn't say it's a great alien ant farm track or something that i particularly like but i would say it stands out as pretty different on this ep Now, ICP's part leaves quite a bit to be desired to me. So Mm -hmm. this is not a brand new concept for them. 
As a matter of fact, this is a couple of concepts. He starts off keeping with that theme of loyalty, talking about snakes and getting stabbed in the back. But then the, the topics quickly jump to being sexually assaulted by priests and teachers smoking crack in school bathrooms and uh, working your whole life, getting your heart broken, then getting shot and twerking or something. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I really don't know. But this is another song about how fucked up the whole world is. And the hook is basically, I'm not afraid to die, but I am afraid of life. So I'd just rather be a zombie phantom. Now, I, I hate the wording of the one line in the in the hook because it's, are you afraid to die? I'm scary none. Now, I get what you're trying to say, but that's such broken English, I don't even know how to deal with it. I also have it written. <laughs> I also have that written down. Now, the next verse, though, <laughs> that's where things get really interesting. Uh, it's, again, talking about the bad things that can happen to you in life, like getting injured or being betrayed by your friends. Loyalty comes up again. Or losing somebody in a car crash. But then Jay starts talking about getting arrested and going to jail. And he has a line where he says, now you scream. And then he lists a bunch of homophobic and racial slurs, some of which I've never heard them say in a song before. Oh must God. die. Now you scream, all these people must die. Now, it's super jarring to hear. But if you pay attention, Shaggy follows up with the foolish are so racist, energy spent wasted, uh, flashing mean mug faces were the same dead in wood cases. I feel like the meaning here is correct. They're saying we're against racism, and that includes homophobia in this line. But like... Why say all those words in your song to make your point? It was a big yikes. Like, it yanked me right out of the song, and I went, what did you just say? What are all those words you just said? Uh, like, that was really weird for me to hear. And I, again, they weren't saying it like, hey, I hate these people. But if that's the only line you heard and you weren't paying attention to the song, you might get the wrong idea about what they're trying to say here. The song then goes on to reference police brutality, wars and school shootings and sexual assault and pollution and internet hate culture and all this stuff. But holy fuck, there was a lot going on in this song. Please follow me up with something meaningful here. Okay, so Alien Ant Farm, welcome to ICUP with We. It's great to have you here. It's great to talk about you. Like like Eric was saying, I fucked with you a little bit. I fucked with you a little bit. Yeah. Back in the day, I don't even think I got to as uh, the two. What, what was the release you said that you didn't like? Uh, I don't know. It came out in 2015 or something, somewhere in that range. I, I, I don't didn't even, even get called. that far with them, honestly. But yeah, I didn't. I, I I lost off, you know, in like the mid 2000s with Alien Ant Farm. But yeah. But funny thing the, about them, their first album was not a major label release, but half the songs on it are ones that they re-recorded for their major label releases. Like the next two albums had a bunch of songs from there. Mm. I think it was called... Uh, Greatest Hits. Yeah. This, okay. So there's a lot to unpack on this song. I think that this song, uh, I didn't like the beat. Of course, I talked about it. I think the last time I talked about this was our collab episode with... Uh, Juggalo Judgment, and it was be give me new metal or give me rap. I don't want the in between shit. And like you said, Alien Ant Farm, not even new metal. They were no. just kind of lumped in. With that being said, I think that this is by far the least jarring way they've put guitars in a song. But the thing is, it's almost it's like not even new metal. It's almost like dance a dance beat with guitars. Exactly. Yeah, they're not even trying to go for the new metal sound. No. They're just adding guitars into a beat, pretty much. Yeah, you're right. And it, it, I mean, 
I don't I don't want to say it worked because I didn't really like the beat, but again, it was fine. Like it was better than a lot of the times putting guitars on the beat, right? I don't think that's true. Um, you can't scream racial and homophobic slurs, even if it's to make fun of or like to you know to talk down on the people that use those words yeah i don't think that's cool that's not i don't think that's cool at all i don't like racism as most people in the world but am i going to sit here and be like and say the n-word with a hard r in the in the sense of hey that guy just said blank he's racist hey guess what I also just said it. Yeah, just don't. Just don't say just it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Like, yeah. why? Context Anyways. is super important, but also, you just said a bunch of horrible words. I mean, and you're, listen, the first two words we've heard them say before. Yes. But then it just went, it goes into, and it goes into words that, like, literally, I got chills when I heard them say it. Can I be honest? Yeah. Like, like it, it like sent like a shooting cold, like spike down my spine. It was just, it was very jarring. It's, uh, I but think then, they're trying to get a feel for what it means to be, I don't want to say politically correct, but I, uh, you know, to, to be more tolerant and open and accepting. And I think this was to me one step forward, two steps back because you were like, Hey, you just said homophobic slurs and then said, right. that's foolish to be racist. And you included that in there. And I said, that's a big step. But also, you just said a bunch of horrible, fucked up racist words. I'm so happy that you, you, you're you coming out against racism like you have been your entire career. This is great. But the way you did it, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, anyway, past that, on to verse three, there's a line that I also took issue with. And that is hose lion scream rape blowing whistles. Now I'm not saying that women have not lied about that in the past. Obviously it's something that's happened, but I think that is a very dangerous generalization to say. And with that compared with the other shit that was said in this song, this song just feels so, I don't want to say so proud boy. Cause it's not like a, this doesn't seem like a proud boy song nah. in any sense. No, but it is so, I guess, like, fuckboy-y. You know what I mean? It's, it's you know, we've fuck used boy-ish. the term edgelord a lot. This yeah. this is an edgelord track. Yeah, 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 I would say this is an edgelord track. Uh, also, to end my thoughts, oh, first of all, this song is only three minutes and 40 seconds. Why is there two interludes? But whatever. I mean, that is, like, the least of our worries on this song. To finish my thought out, I will read you exactly what my last note is. Please. I ain't scary none is definitely the right lyric and it definitely makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> definitely. It um, definitely is. Because because like the first like the first time the first chorus goes past the first time I listened to it, first time I heard the heard the chorus, I was like and I was reading along the lyrics, I'm like, that has to be misheard. There's no fucking way. Same. There's I did no the same thing. Way. Same. And then and I was like, no, God, that is uh, painfully the right lyric yes absolutely <laughs> why not say why not say i ain't scared none or something there has to be options uh but you know what whatever I, I, honestly the core the chorus of this was kind of like oh other than the fact that it had broken ass english was i'll only accept it 
because it's Alien Ant Farm doing it. And I'm like, all right, fine. The chorus was the best part. Honestly, a large reason why I'm accepting it is because it's Alien Ant Farm as well. I I do wonder, though, if they were like, hey, we're going to put together... Uh, the the instrumental track and I'll drop the hook on there. We'll send it to you to fill in. I wonder if they heard it and went, what the fuck? God. But, yeah. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's move on to track four. This one's called My Axe. I'm sorry. It's called Smell of Rain. What were your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts are I'm glad you pointed out that uh, and, and you, you actually sent me uh for today, listen to the first 30 seconds of the song Smell of Rain, uh, then listen to the first 30 seconds of this song, and then you send me my axe off of uh, Bizarre yeah. with two Zs. Same fucking baseline. Yeah. Even like the piano kind of stuff is like, honestly piano was very similar. Yeah. So okay. I thought the beat was kind of cool. Honestly, I think it, the beat worked better on this uh with this song than it did with with my axe. Uh if it is a recycled beat, which it could have been. But as as soon as the beat kicks in, which is on the chorus, is when it really kicks in, it adds a bunch of, of stuff that kind of worked against the flow with the multiple backing vocals that was in the chorus to make it sound a little too busy right yeah no this song is about a uh sorry i probably should start with that this song is about a girl who rollerblades and has uh pigtails her name is summer rain and uh it's jay getting to know summer rain kind of and then shaggy blasts in with I'm loving grubbing big thighs in the oven, deviled eyeballs, butt cheek fat stuffing, nipples, knuckles, pickles, please, double stack kneecaps with extra cheese, please, <laughs> toast stuff, net and hole, always, grape jelly filled belly with a cum sauce glaze. But th- by the end of that verse, he just descends into gibberish, just making pop culture references. Antonio Inoki, Shaka Zulu, Kaja Gugu, too shy, shy, hush, hush, I do I like what's going on there? <laughs> This makes me wonder, do do they listen to each other's recordings of these songs or do they send each other the beat and then just blindly record something? (laughs) No, I think they did. So the the song starts out with like Jay fantasizing about this girl that we find out is called Summer Rain, right? But he's like, I'm old. She'd never be into me and watch her go off with her boyfriend. But then he kidnaps her and kills her boyfriend. And then in the second verse, he decides he's going to eat her. And then in the third verse, that's when Shaggy drops. Oh, that's true. That's his thing. He, he, how many songs have we heard now where he makes sort of food jokes about cannibalism? There was a whole song like that on Marvelous Missing Link where he did like Joey's Butcher Shop. Uh, And then, on uh, Mr. Rotten Treats, he does that shit nipples and fried titty nipples, deep fried dick holes or right, whatever. Right, I don't remember. Right. Sweet acid drops, sweet chocolate covered nipple nuggets with a fresh creamy shit filling, cookie donut dribbles. But like, this is a thing that Shaggy does. This is just a thing. Yeah, it is. I just think that it wasn't done particularly well. No, maybe on this song, it lacked uh, some <laughs> subtlety. A little bit of subtlety was lacking. 
yeah, you're right. Violent J, to continue the story, kills her boyfriend and decides to eat her. And that's fine. But continue that story just a little bit before Shaggy blasts in with his verse. <laughs> yeah, Maybe add one more Violent J verse. That's all like I'm a, asking. It's like Jay is suggesting at the end of his verse that he's going to eat her. And you're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? And then, like, a truck blasts through the wall. And Shaggy's like, fucking jizz glazed bellies what are we talking about right now <laughs> no what happened is you bought a bootleg dvd of this of this movie then something happened where the tape got cut and all of a sudden it just like jumped forward comes back in yeah jumps forward like half an hour and it comes into the or like in the middle of shaggy who we were not even introduced to yet in <laughs> no. the store in the movie no. helping violent J eat this woman <laughs> It's like fuck. What happened? <laughs> that's that's uh, exactly what it's like. But uh, Violent J, he's he's singing a little out of register. But I'm not gonna lie, the chorus is kind of fucking catchy. I the chorus I the same is kind of fucking catchy. Same note. It pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think the vibe on this track are, are, is cool, and I like the hook a lot. Even if at times the singing feels a little rough, but most of it's pretty yeah. good. And as somebody who My, loves the rain, yeah. I love that hook. However, that hook has nothing to do with the rest of the song, aside from that mention that the the woman's name is Summer Rain. Summer Rain. That's the only thing it has to do. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? Another song where it's just sonically. I fucks with it. Yeah, same. But there are some problems with the storytelling. <laughs> and really, I think I think 90% of the problems I, would, I have with this song would be fixed with one extra Violent J verse. Yeah, for sure. Or just replace that Shaggy verse with a Violent J verse. Yeah, that too. Uh, why not? Yeah. You know? Uh, well, hey, let's move on to the next song, which was their single mm. for this release and that is ding ding doll what are your thoughts not just the single for this release ding ding doll was released as the single for yum yum bedlam and then showed up here oh that's right yeah yeah. again i'm fucking confused yeah so go ahead when i saw this song title i for sure thought this was going to be a song about a doll with a dick like not making a joke but like the anatomically correct dolls that therapists use when they work yeah. with kids that have been sexually abused. Now, if you were never in therapy as a kid and you've never dealt with sexual abuse, maybe you're not aware of this, but that's definitely a thing. And I thought maybe because of what Violent J had been through, this is something that it's not about that. It's not even close to about that. Not even uh-huh. a little bit. It's about somebody named Jimmy who buys a cursed doll on the dark web from the father of an Ecuadorian child who has died. And for some reason, as a callback to Mighty Moat, he has to send 6650 to the Yum Yum Fun Court. So anyway, the beat's chill. Very minimal. After that intro, the first verse kicks in and it's Violent J speaking from the perspective of the doll itself. It turns out that the parents of the kid who died, whose name was Toby, cursed this doll with some kind of Ecuadorian witchcraft. I don't know what that means, but that's what the song says. And there's a tag on the doll that says, Beware, parents. Through this doll, the loss of our beloved child Toby is your child's gain. But should they pull the string and hear him sing, then you too will feel our pain. Well, Jimmy is an idiot and he pulls the string anyway and then the hook of the song is just the doll singing and it's really weird 
and kind of crappy, but maybe on purpose? I can't tell. But basically, the song the doll sings just reiterates that if you pull the string to hear him sing, ding, ding, you're going to die. So now Jimmy is worried, and he decides to burn the doll, but he learns that ding-dings don't burn. And he decides to pound nails through it, but when he goes to get the nails, oh shit, the doll disappears. And later that night, he hears the doll singing from out in the woods. And Jimmy can't sleep because he's worried. But he's like, you know what? This is just my dad playing tricks on me. It's cool. I'm going to go to sleep. Until he wakes up and the ding-ding doll pounds a nail in his head and kills him. Uh, So that's the story of ding-ding doll. Overall... The name of the song is weird. I don't know why they chose Ding Ding Doll, of all things. But the storytelling is fine. The beat is almost too slow and chill, and it's packed with weird cartoon sound effects the whole time. And I don't know why there's, like, Tom and Jerry, like, running and jumping sound effects through the whole song. But the the flows are so straightforward, and the hook, I can't tell if it's either sucks or it's incredibly awesome. Nonetheless... This song feels more boring than the song I just described should be. But what what did you think? I was more captured by your telling of the story than I was by theirs. And it's <laughs> their story. Yeah, the, uh, this this is the song on this album that I did not have much for. Heads up. There's also one more that I didn't have much for. Uh, yeah, no, I think that this song, first of all, I think this song would have benefited a lot in the intro to have somebody on this this kid's shoulder saying like, hey, this is, I wouldn't fucking do this, rather than him just being like, yep, here's $66.50. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, no refunds available. Of course, I'm getting it. Yeah, having just one person talking didn't quite convey the idea. No, 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 I don't think it did. I think having, I think if you had had Violent J maybe as the kid's uh, father or maybe as a kid's, the kid's friend or something saying like, hey man, fuck this shit. Like this looks scary as hell. Well, I think if you're right, if it would have been the dad involved at the beginning, it would have given some sort of callback energy like, oh, there was a setup and a payoff. He thinks it's his dad fucking with him at the end. So he's not worried about it. Precedent. Like, yeah, yeah, there would have been some precedent there. There would have absolutely been some precedent there uh, for that. I think that would have been cool. Yeah, I think that they did a they didn't really do a particularly great job with telling this story. But again, damn it, if I don't think that the beat on this song is pretty fucking cool, man, I I feel the same. I think the beat is kind of cool. And honestly, that hook is stuck in my head. The hook was pretty badass, too. And, And I think the theme for this entire EP is. Don't listen to the words <laughs> and you'll have a good time. I, I genuinely think that's going to be the th- That's the theme for this entire EP. I think the storytelling and lyrics on this one are not bad. The intro could have used some work, but uh, I think the theme to me on this album is falling just short of your potential because most of these songs could be better than they are, I think. But hey, I think ICP should hire us to write punch up for their songs. Are you sick of all these dumbasses tearing apart your songs on the internet? Do you need a little help punching them up a bit? Well, hire Aaron and Eric. They might not have any platinum albums, but they have been writing songs most of their friends pretend to like for decades. They'll help you connect the dots, sprinkle in a little bit of zazz, and even add a dash of verve to make sure your songs aren't shitty. I mean... 
if it's not us, somebody could. I think they've got the foundation and the 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 execution are there. There's just something missing in between. That yeah, if you yeah, brought in somebody absolutely. to doctor them or produce that, the producer should be doing that. Yeah, yeah, no. This is the what we're doing right now is something that the producer should do when this is being made. Yeah, absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, no, that is the producer's job to say, hey, maybe you need to do this here to make this make sense. Maybe, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Yes, so do I. That was Ding Ding Doll. And uh, it's okay that you didn't have much in the way of notes because I don't think that I have that much in the way of notes for the next three songs. So let's move on to track six. This one's called I've Had It Worse. Tell us about it. Beat sucks, flow suck. This EP is losing me. Those are the three notes I have for this song. Yeah, <laughs> this is pretty much a song about having a having a tough go at life. Yeah, no, I, eh, I don't have much to say. I, I tried to give it a chance and go, okay, what are they saying here? And the first thing that hit me is the song's pretty dismal. There's some really dark imagery right from the get go. I think the concept of the song is that. If you're complaining about how bad your life is, there's somebody that's had it worse. The hook is, look me in the eye, I've had it worse than you. I also wonder if there's some element of people on social media or just in general that are always looking for sympathy, talking about how bad their life is and how tough it is on them all the time. I don't think any of this is particularly new conceptually, but I mean, the song does the trick. It does what it needs to do. Uh, I guess. Well, hey, with that being said... Let's move on to the next song, and that is a song called Candyman. What are your thoughts? I will tell you, I was so stoked for another Christina Aguilera cover. I was like, <laughs> hell yes, but it, it wasn't. Now, honestly, uh, I think Shaggy's flows on this track are tight. Maybe some of the best on this EP, honestly, flow-wise. Oddly, this is the second song that mentions buying things from the dark web. Seems to me that this song is about the Candyman, who is a person that, if you've got the money, can get you whatever illegal shit you want. Guns, weapons, fentanyl, the pills Bill Cosby uses, whatever. Uh, and per the bridge, he can also get you red pop. Beats okay. Flows are solid. Song is fine. Uh, I, I don't think there's more to take away from it, and I don't have that much more to say, but what were your thoughts? So this song, uh, and I kind of read the genius description genius.com uh description for this song where shaggy two dope uh, he plays the role of a weapons expert that can get anything pretty much so i read that before i listened to the song and then i was like man wait i don't know if this is about a weapons expert this is a lot there's a lot of stuff about drugs drugs in here yeah and i kind of wish that it would have kept about weapons and not slipped into the drug stuff, you know, because when has ICP ever released a good song about drugs? Never, never. In fact, every one of their songs about drugs is probably top five worst songs yeah. that they've released. Probably true. Um, I don't think this is top five worst. No, um, no, not in the least. No, but yeah, no, I'd agree. Uh, no, this is not top five worst. This is incredibly middle of the road song for them. I just I think that they could have done something way cooler if they would have focused more on uh, this guy that can get you a fucking RPG. Yeah, uh, a tank. You know. Outside of that, I think that their flows were pretty okay. I thought the beat was pretty cool. The chorus on this one again, pretty fucking catchy. 
I think that they they went from terrible chorus, some incredible verse storytelling, to some great choruses, not so great storytelling. Yeah, I think the song is it's decent. I think it's not a bad song. It's okay. And maybe I'm harsher on it than you. I don't know. I, I thought, I, like I said, beats pretty okay. Flows are pretty cool. Chorus was pretty catchy. Yet another turn your brain off and and you enjoy the song more type of song. Yeah, I think this is a song that could have used uh, a little more time in the oven. That's my thought. Yeah, absolutely. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on this next one because I have a few very minimal thoughts, but let's move on to track eight. This is technically the last song on the album. It's called Clown Heads. Yeah, my thought was... I kind of wish I was listening to the Killer Clowns from Outer Space theme song. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, okay. So let me let me read this annotation by Mushy Mustard on Genius here. Clown Heads is inspired by an actual series of thirteen paintings, which Insane Clown Posse announced would be for sale. The details in the song are fairly accurate to how they describe the actual paintings during their 2020 online seminar. Each will be painted as a collaboration between Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope with their own blood mixed into the paint. During the seminar, Violent J also described the actual paintings as having supernatural element to them. Um, yeah. These 13 paintings are not just paintings. What you must understand is these are real creatures, living beings that hang on your wall. Each one has a personality. There's certain ways and techniques to uh, take care of each one. I'm not going to go into it's It's a whole long thing, right? So as somebody that paints characters that I give names and I give short little descriptions that'll give you the vibe of them. I thought, damn, this is going to be pretty cool. Wasn't that cool. In all honesty, uh, the flows were okay. The beat was pretty good. I don't like the fact that they used the R word. The only thing that that word did to me was I was letting my mind wander big time and I heard it and I snapped back into the song. So it helped me pay attention to the song. Thank you. ICP, I guess, but do that by uh, writing more interesting songs and not by doing that. But yeah, no, so this is a seven minute song. The story, I wasn't really particularly interesting to me. It it includes an outro that's pretty long, kind of setting up and teasing uh, Yum Yum Bedlam. Although I don't know what there is much to tease because we kind of just heard it. Yeah, I mean, that outro, first off, I'm I'm about to be way harder on this song than you were. Uh, Ooh, okay, I can't wait. Good. good first, good. first off, this beat sounds like country rap, and I am not a fan. It uh, immediately, <laughs> I was I was already out. But I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I think this whole song is an ad for their real life fucking prints that they're selling. Now, those were because I was researching this album. I I saw I was reading the the notes that Fago lovers made these were announced during the same seminar when they revealed yum yum bedlam and all those other albums so mushy mustard gave you some of the story i'm going to give you more of the story clown heads is a series of 13 individual paintings painted by violent j and shaggy two dope they're going to sell 999 canvas copies of each painting each one will come framed and on the back of the frame will be a sack of dirt from the grounds of picker forest and a certificate of authenticity each of the clown head paintings will have violent j and shaggy's blood in it like you mentioned but 
here's where it starts to get even more like roll your eyes. Every month, they're going to do a new clown head painting. Each one will come with a brochure about that particular clown head and a CD single. 13 paintings, 13 CDs in all. They will sell off all the original paintings at a later date, but after all clown heads come out, then you can buy a coffee table book with all pamphlets in it. It's like they're doing the same. They're trying to sell you another album. Can, can I be honest with you? There's no fucking way any of this is coming out on time. There's no fucking way. But also, I'm going to buy 13 canvas prints from them to get the CD. I feel like if they had done this already and they painted these 13 paintings and somehow it became like a total thing culturally for jugglos and then they made a song about the paintings and called it clown heads that'd be one thing but instead they're like let us make a promotional song to get you to buy our fucking prints because of what this song is fuck this song this shit's cheesy yeah i guess that's true this is kind of like a fucking commercial huh yeah i never I, really thought about it in that lens yeah that's whack that's super. Yeah, low. that is kind of whack as hell. That's money grabby, I think. Yeah, I'm always willing to Man, give them the benefit of no doubt good for their way. hustle, but this is yeah. that that crosses the line. There's no good way to make a song like this no. because it's either amazing or it's not that good, and people realize it's just a seven minute long commercial. Yeah, and it's like a, well, let's be honest, like yeah. It's a commercial for their Five paintings and then seconds. the next yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, in total, this song is one massive commercial. Yes. For two different things. I agree. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't I didn't even think about it like that. You're, you're absolutely correct. That's Those are my thoughts. That's all I've got. You know what? That's all it deserves. Guys, that was track by track. Yum Yum's Lore. Time to give our overall thoughts. I'll go ahead and start. This, 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 this here's the thing. Like I said, if you turn your brain off and uh, just just kind of listen to the beats, listen to listen to the flows, don't pay attention. I I, w- I would not have a bad time listening to this. I would bob my head a little bit. Hmm. You know, I think it was produced pretty well. There's again a lot of things I would change. If you look at each song individually, I don't think there's really anything stand out or good about it. Yeah. I think it's mainly a flop and 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 I hope that it's a flop because they found something way better for the Joker's card and they scrapped this but decided to release it anyways. Yeah, I hope that's correct. I hope so. Uh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm my fingers are crossed. I'm hoping I'm holding out hope, guys. And I feel like I need to say this after every time I'm too harsh on any of their shit. I want them to succeed. I want them to put out just absolute fucking bangers. I want the world to culturally accept ICP and Juggalos and their fan base because for the most part, and I was talking, actually, I was talking about this on stream earlier today with somebody I was co-streaming with that was, uh, she's actually a circus sideshow performer and has been in her, her sideshow performance that she, uh, her company, I guess, has been invited to perform at the gathering multiple times. Oh. Uh, although they've never been able to actually go, but she said, listen, I've heard not like a, a bunch of my friends have performed there. I've heard nothing, but the fact that they are the most absolute sweet human beings ever. They're great to their staff. They're great to their, you know, the people that, you know, they invite out. They're great to fans. I want to see artists like that succeed. 
So when I'm harsh on them, it's not because I think they're shit. It's not because I don't like them. It's because I I just wish for something more from somebody that I know can give you something more, you know? Hey, I'd have to fully agree. And if when I'm harsh, it's probably mostly motivated by the fact that I know they can do something better. And I know that what they've created has a certain magic. Nobody else has ever done this. Nobody else has on their own created what they've created and done this oh, and, yeah. and stayed relevant with that community for that long. Like, I know it can be better. And I, I more than anything, hate having the sense that something is wrong in Violent J's life and that the music and and the label are suffering because of it. I just get that sense. But we would not do this every week if we didn't have a certain respect and uh, admiration of what they do, right? Uh, That's there. Of course, of course, yeah. Right. With that said, (laughs) my overall thoughts on this album. Like I said at the beginning, I fully believe these songs were intended to be Yum Yum Bedlam. I also think... Probably maybe all three of those extra songs that were on House Party Peep Show, except for maybe not the the Hallow Wicked track, Live Dead Forever. But I believe those were probably recorded for Yum Yum Bedlam as well. Sure. And I'd be willing to bet by uh, the time they were putting House Party Peep Show together, they they clearly knew that Yum Yum Bedlam wasn't coming out and they had these extra tracks to do something with. So I think Mm. they put them there. Overall, I'd say this, especially on my first listen, the CP felt disappointing to me. And I don't know what I expected, but it all felt just sort of bland and recycled in some way. Musically, it felt kind of lackluster. Most of these songs are slow and minimal, and that's something I can totally get with. I like, um, you know, slow, deliberate beats and hip hop, but the flows on the song are also generally pretty slow and straightforward. I think if you're going to do a bunch of slow beats, except for maybe one song on here, you also need to change up your flows. You need to mix in some fast stuff, do some technical or different things and add some interest. I think Shaggy does a better job of that than Jay on the CP. And I feel like over the past few years, Shaggy's actually become the better MC between the two of them. And Jay, I don't know if he's lost some of the polish, but it's changed. What he's doing has changed. They both changed in different directions. Overall, I didn't think the CP was bad, but I also didn't think it was good. There's just not much here that would bring me back to listen again. It was extremely okay. But hey, it's better than Flip the Rat. Yeah, no, I would say that. I would say that for sure. Let's talk about personal favorite tracks, baby. I have one. I have one. Maybe a two. Want to say it on, on three, two, one, go? Yeah, we'll try. Three, two, one. Snow of Rain. Oh, wait, what just happened? Huh. We said different things. So, musically, I don't hate any song on this album, even if I thought Clown Heads was lame. But there was also nothing I particularly liked, so I struggled to find something. And I liked the hook and music to Smell of Rain, even if it felt like my act. So that's why I picked that. Let me tell you, if I had to pick a second, it probably would have been Smell of Rain. Even though there was clear problems with the storytelling on a song when i when when my fix to that is to add another verse rather than take away something or change something you know yeah that means it was a good song it just wasn't quite there yeah you know so i i had to give it to him like i said if if you turn your brain off and you're not listening to every single word they say you're not paying attention and trying to follow the story and just enjoying it for what it is I think it's a fine song. I like the chorus. I thought it was catchy. I like the beat. Well, all right. So loyalty and smell of rain. Look at that. We have officially caught up to current 
and our playlist is 100 songs. Woo! Seven hours and 14 minutes. That's amazing. Just in time for me to go on a road trip to Galveston, Texas. Hey, 100 songs. I can't wait. That's going to get you there and part way back. And you know what? It's also going to get me a divorce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guys, <laughs> 100 songs, 7 hours, 14 minutes, guys. I see there's people that that have liked the playlist. Reach out to us if you've jammed it. I actually really want to know. Reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, email, whatever. And let us know if you if you actually you know listen to it, fuck with it, put it on, whatever the fuck. I, I'm I'm genuinely curious because this is this is a curated list of our two favorite songs across pretty much their entire discography. Yeah, except it's crazy. There are two songs specific from one of the albums way back that I still feel like we should have put on, and maybe we'll rectify that at some point in the future. But mostly, our two favorite songs from each release. And hey, we could rectify that in future. We'll get to that in a second. Yes. Let's talk about our Fago scores first. Uh, I'm going to go music and beats first. And I want to, I, I went ahead and went uh, with a, a three on this one. I want to do a 3.5. I just, I feel like I couldn't, I couldn't give it more than a three. I think music and beats is one of the things that they actually did pretty well on this EP more so out of anything else. Save one or two songs where something sounded busy. didn't feel right. Vibe was off, whatever. Uh, but I, I actually enjoyed the music and beats for the most part on this album. Yeah, I, you know, there wasn't anything that really stood out that I was like, man, I love this beat. There also was only one that I was like, I do not like this beat. But even that beat was okay. It wasn't poor. You know, it wasn't poorly made or anything. I thought it was pretty middle of the road. The beats were just kind of there. There was a, a few cool things, a few things less cool. I went with 2.5. Okay. Lyrics and flows, I I went ahead and uh, gave them a two for that, which, hey, would be too much. I don't know. But I think that there's a lot of, you know, not even counting the problematic stuff that was said in uh, a few of the songs. The lyrics were very cheesy at times. The flows were overly simplified. We talked about it before, right? Uh, Hey, yo, my name's Rapper Aaron, and I'm here to say... I give lyrics and flows a two a yeah literally the only reason that it's not getting a one is because i fucked with so many of the choruses on this on this ep well that's what i was gonna say is that at times i think there was some interesting lyrical content and uh shaggy especially had some good flows and there were some good hooks on on these tracks but overall to me, the flows were where this album suffered. You can do flows like that, but I need some change-ups here and there, especially if you're going to do primarily slow, deliberate beats, which this album is. I went with 2.5. Not bad. Yeah. Well, hey, let's move on. So obviously there's no skits and interludes on this one. No. Uh, let's move on to vibe at the time of the release. This is going to be an interesting one because the vibe on this one is... This came out way too late. You bit off way more than you can chew and fans suffered per Eric's information. You could only get this EP, the original EP that was supposed to come out on December 25th. You could only get this EP if you were on their Patreon right in the month of December, which would be totally fine if your Patreon was like $10, but this is Christmas time. People need to buy gifts for their families 
and your Patreon is sixty six fifty, and you you couldn't deliver on something that you promised your fans. And, and I think that honestly, I'm not as mad as I should be about that. That's actually kind of pretty fucking shitty, if I'm being honest. I know that there's been some, sh- you know, I know that y'all you, they're going through some shit. Yeah, I get that, and and I can forgive them. But again, I'm hard on them because I know they can do better. I know that they, I I know what they're capable of. I think that, and maybe I'm talking out of my ass. Maybe there's information that we don't know. Maybe the people that did that got refunded because they didn't get what was promised to them. Who knows? No, they did not issue refunds. They still did the streams and they sent the CDs to patrons in February. But I think that that the fact that you promised this to Patreon subscribers and it comes out months later, I think is a huge vibe killer. I, I, I gave them a fat one when it came to vibe. Wow. Is it wrong for me to be angry over this? No. And, and here's Christmas why. time is Christmas time is t- tough for a lot of people. Sure. And including myself and growing up, you know, you and I have, have both had conversations, have had conversations with each other about how Christmas time was, was sometimes tough for our families. Sure. And so I'm extra sensitive to that when it comes to people spending money around the holidays. Well, and I think Christmas 2020 was especially difficult. People needed something positive in their lives, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, And I see what you're saying. And I know we beat up on them about not hitting their release dates and stuff. I actually, I I fully get sometimes things don't go to plan, right? Things don't release. But I learned really early on in my career, manage expectations. If you mismanage expectations... If you overpromise and underdeliver, people are pissed. But if you underpromise and overdeliver, people are stoked. The, people love you. Right. Yeah. I'm not mad at them for missing a release date. I'm not mad at them for releasing missing like six release dates that they announced within that one seminar. What I am mad about is that they came out and said all this stuff time and time again now that they went fuck. Why did we, we shouldn't have released those dates because now we can't do it. That's, that's what they've done wrong is they're not properly managing expectations. And that's the thing that I'm frustrated with. And I think fans should be frustrated with. And again, I'm not beating up on them for, hey, things went wrong. We ran into some problems. I'm beating up on them for going, you made a promise and you didn't keep it. A bunch of promises. And you've done this before. right? And I do think... That people were still stoked to get this, but I think a lot of people were left scratching their heads, just like we were when we listened to this, and we went, okay, they told us what was going to happen, so what the fuck even is this? What is this CD? What is this music? Is it terrible? No. Did people want something? Yes. Did it come out uh, a week after House Party Peep Show? Yes and no. It looks like both Yum Yum's Lure and the gift bag with the House Party Peep Show EP shipped to patrons on February 11th. And less than a month before the full album was supposed to come out and it was all confusing? Yes. I, you know, I wanted to just give them a middle-of-the-road score here. I, I wanted to give them a 2.5, but I had to go with a 2. I had to go a little bit lower because I'm like, even though you put something out, the confusion around this and what it was and how it landed, I think, brings you down. And that brings yeah. our overall Fago score for the entire thing to a two Fagos. Okay, two Fagos. How about that? Drink up, yum yum. 
Uh, and I hope that those Fagos are yum yum. And by yum yum, I mean anything but red pop. So there's there's that. We're caught up to current. Yeah, we did it. This is our last episode. Um, We're done. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> what, if we, what if we just fucking ended that right, like right there? What if it just cut off there? <laughs> just yep, yep. Scrubbed all of our social media accounts the day this came out. <laughs> Moved to <laughs> some foreign erased, country. Lived off the grid. Erased ourselves from from yes the face of the earth. Um, no, the show's not over. No, hell no. Um, whenever ICP drops a new album or EP, obviously we're going to review it and do a new episode. Yeah, but that's not only what we're going to do. No, we've got plans in between. We've we've been talking about ideas. Uh, for instance. We're going to do Revisit Redemption episodes. Our first two are going to be uh, The Amazing Jekyll Brothers and The Mighty Death Pop because we've heard from a lot of you that you thought maybe we were a little too harsh on those albums. So we're going to go back, give them another listen, and see if maybe we think we should change the score. Correct. What do you think we've been too harsh on? Yeah, tell us. If you think there's another album, let us know. Or something you think we liked too much that we should probably go back and see if we got it wrong. Yeah, no, we're um, guys. These episodes are all based off of you and what whether you think we were too hard or too soft or if the porridge was just right. Nothing about that reference makes sense. But for the record, I'm hard as fuck right now. Uh, But if it was, then we're not going to revisit it because, you know, we got it perfect the first time. If we're too hard or maybe too soft on on an album or an EP, let us know. When we do do these revisits, we will listen to our episode on it as well as listen to that piece of artwork again and give ICP another fair shake. Yeah. Yeah. Because, hey, we have different context now that we've listened to. I'm going to say everything in quotes because we mostly have. Uh, And hey, maybe we'll go back and listen to some of the everything we didn't listen to. You know, things that ICP was a part of but weren't proper Insane Cloud Posse releases. Who knows? More on this in the future. Wink, wink. All I know is that there's still a lot for us to talk about, and maybe we'll be back with guests here and there. Who knows? But one thing I can tell you is on next week's episode, we are ranking the Joker's cards, all of them from both decks so far. We're going to look at how we originally scored them and then decide, is this right? Should maybe we move one up? Maybe we move one down, things like that. But next week, get ready for a Joker's card ranking episode. Personally, I can't wait. I'm going to have a lot of ICP prep to do on uh, my vacation. And honestly, that's cool with me. I can't wait. Until then, Eric, where can you find us? I'll tell you what, you can find us on Twitter at ICUPWWE, on Instagram at ICUPWWE, or you can email us if you're more of an email type ninja and, you know, you haven't pleasured the mailer daemon lately, ICUPWWE at gmail.com. And if you want to just reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter at Nuclear is Lonely. Aaron, where can people find you? You can find me in all my content, www.aaronlocklear.com. That's also where you can find a link to my Etsy shop where I sell original artwork, as well as a link to my merch store where I have my merchandise. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash gristlemedia, where I stream three to four days a week, playing a bunch of different, very cool stuff, hanging with a bunch of different, very cool people. 
also coming up, I do want to sort of bring this up on the show. So, so obviously when you listen to, to, to these episodes, they are edited down. Uh, usually we try and keep it, um, keep them around uh, one and a half hours, but that means recording about two hours worth of content minimum. So with that being said, we have a lot of stuff that we cut out. Dumb it is, stuff. is a lot of fluff uh, and it's, it's dumb stuff, but it's fun stuff, but it's stuff that we are going to let you start listening to by posting clips of it on our Instagram and our Twitter. So if you guys, if you don't follow it, I, I highly suggest you follow Instagram and Twitter because we will be posting some behind the scenes stuff and having a great time doing so. Yay. Yay. Indeed. Until then for Eric, I'm Aaron. Thank you so much for listening again. It feels surreal that we're hot up to current and I can't wait to see what these next super fun episodes are going to be all based off of y'all. Whoop, 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 whoop. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's been a journey and we're stoked to have shared it with you. So whoop, whoop. more encapsulated by your you know let me use a different word i was because i don't think that's the right one